Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Alex King, who's mimicking me, and Daniel Mangina. Today is Tuesday, February the 18th, 2020. It's 4 p.m. New York time. Wherever you are in the world, thanks for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And uh, we are going to be discussing health today. It's it's one of the, it's almost like it's the uh, the wicked stepsister or something because we always talk about <laughs> money, we talk about relationships. Health always kind of gets pushed to the back burner, which is really not the smartest thing to do because without your health, you can't get the money, you can't get the relationships, you can't get the house, you can't get. You got to have the health first. Why do we put that last? I we, don't know. You can get it. You're just not really going to be able to enjoy it all that really. <laughs> no, not for very long. That's true. All the money. Now I will die in a week because I didn't take care of my health, but I achieved the money. Yeah. <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah. So we're going to try to reverse that. I think it's we don't realize our health is in danger until something goes wrong. But that's life. We don't realize anything's in danger until it goes wrong. <laughs> that's what I mean, though. But it's like, oh, you know, you just skip it along, minding your business, hopping down the street, and then all and of a sudden your you knee gets out, anymore. and you're like, yeah. <laughs> like, and you're like, hmm, I should see a doctor. <laughs> yeah. But, the thing but is, there are preventative me- measures to get around that. You know what I mean? But and we do don't you know take what? those. I've got some. For example, time to be controversial. Okay. But there are those people that do take care of all of this stuff and still get sick. How many people that live the vegan, raw, blah, 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 do breathe? I just eat ice cube diets and still get cancer. <laughs> Not to laugh at cancer, but facts. <laughs> Actually, factually. Mm-hmm. No, because I, I mean, then the people that seemingly perfectly help. Um, a guy that I've known since childhood passed away tragically less than mm. two years ago clot on the heart or lung nobody knew anything was wrong with him left behind Mm. a wife left behind a wife and three kids wow apparently nothing wrong yeah yeah for me it's about honoring the beauty of life Mm -hmm. in its fullness and but not getting obsessed with taking care of yourself because even people that get obsessed with taking care of themselves still can get sick there's yeah. people that smoke 20 cigarettes a day and live to 110 years old people that have never smoked one in their life and die of lung cancer it it happens facts i'm like i'm gonna not let any of these pieces fall away but i'm gonna make it about enjoying and making the most out of life giving as much as i can uh, being the best human being that i can and enjoying this experience as much as i can but part of that means not neglecting things like health but not to the point of getting obsessed with it right means. well of course you're also a follower of uh the doctor who likes to uh <laughs> dr joe dispenza <laughs> who <laughs> likes who likes to help people with health issues to overcome them through mm-hmm. the power of their their minds yeah and we also have the evidence of abraham hicks teachings which is that whatever your predominant thought processes, that's what you're going to draw into your life. And in fact, they go a further, a step further saying something that I can't remember hearing from any other teacher that may have, may still be there someplace that I just don't remember, but it seems like it's unique to them, which is they claim we always choose what we're going to be doing in life in terms of health and, and everything else. And 
when we're going to die. I mean, it's all, they believe that we are the ones who determine all that and they, that's what they teach. So I got to ask you guys, do you buy into that? I'll let you go first, Miss Unicorn. I was going to say, to a point, because I've, I've been saying since I was born, I'm going, I'm dying at 113. That's just a round number that I like to pick. So yes, I guess I've always has believed that, but not to the extent where, where, where it's like soul contracty. Not in that extent. I don't, I don't believe all that. <laughs> coming to get you. The soul contract's coming to get you. Rock. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, my, my, uh, sister-in-law's husband talked for years about how he would live, he expected to live 70 years and he died at age 70. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, you know. If you don't make any plans past 70, then. (laughs) I mean, there were, there were, there were, there were, there were two, two, two pieces to that that comes up for me. Number one, um, I wouldn't really argue with infinite intelligence personally, uh, but I would say that it's like, you got to argue with me. I know a lot more than you. Uh, maybe next lifetime. Let me get some, some more wisdom. Can I get a piece of that channel? Can I get a piece of the channel? I want to be on the same level before arguing. No, but I, I, I thought I had a, I had a, a call today. Um, so Olga's got this guy that she's been working with for like seven years. He's, she does meditation with him and he does like sort of spiritual counseling. He's like almost like a spiritual therapist kind mm. of thing. I, I don't really get what he does, but it was a really cool session. He kind of mm. just spoke. And normally there's some meditation. I didn't get any meditation. I felt a bit cheated that I didn't get meditation. But, <laughs> um, but he was talking. And But one thing, quick segue, what I've been doing a lot recently is I've been allowing the universe to give me wisdom from the most unexpected places. Mm. So I, she's like, oh, you should speak with blah, blah, blah. It'll be really good. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> then like, ah, that means I definitely need to go and hear what he's got to say. Right. And anyway, the session was, was really interesting. And I was all along with him until at the end, he was like, anyway, this is my, um, this is my philosophy that nobody decides everything. God decides everything and we're just playing out the universe's plan. And, but it's okay because the universe is all loving, but we don't make any decisions. We're just playing out what characters in the universe's grand game. Sort of like Chuck. It's like a Chuck scenario. Yeah. By the way, I've, I've watched all the way up to 11 and hey. Yeah. We'll yeah. Talk. Okay. So, <laughs> and I wanted to disagree until I realized something and that's, I agree with him, but I, I, I don't give it as much credence as to that, that being the ultimate level of consciousness mm-hmm. in so much as that there is still choice, but that choice isn't happening in the context of what he's saying, but that choice isn't happening at a level that we relate to necessarily at any of our firsthand points of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So speaking about this whole thing about selecting when we die, I would maybe say that perhaps it's a level of consciousness that we don't necessarily relate to in this form says, mm. do you know what? On this go around, we're going to do a 70, 70 year. We, we tried the 50 last time. That was cool. Let's try <laughs> 70 and see what happens. Sounds but like I, a good number to me. But I still, I still hold true that even that agreement can be broken if we learn the language of that level of consciousness. But that's, a, that's work. And I don't think um, many people are ready to put the work in to learn to access those deeper levels of consciousness. That's my, my take on that. 
I'm sorry. How do we spell consciousness? Because I have no spell check on my email for some reason. C O N S C I O U S N E S S. Consciousness. That was it. Was it? Yeah. That was it. You got it. Because we're live, and that that would have been that would have been right. Because <laughs> we all could have had it, and I was like, I've got this. <laughs> No, we we won't let that happen to you. We'll make sure that you're covered, so don't worry about it. I decided at another level of consciousness it wasn't going to anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in the contract. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what then. Since we're on this track, speaking of tracks, I'm going to uh, bring in Abraham Hicks once more and point out something else that they have said about health. And And this is probably one of the most controversial things that I read of theirs. Uh, not that, you know, choosing your own hour of death isn't <laughs> up there. <laughs> but th- this one really, when I read it, I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm excited now. Do tell. It, it's in, uh, I can't remember what the name of the book is. It's, but it's a book that has a, a whole series of topics. It's like all the different favorite topics people like to ask about. You know, how do I get money. How do I deal with a four-year-old? How do I deal with a boss? You know, all this kind of stuff. It's like all these things. And, and the one, the one topic that they were addressing in this case was weight loss. Uh-huh. And, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but they literally said, if you have the wrong mindset and you go near an ice cream parlor, you'll put on weight. But if you have, if you have the right mindset and you go in and you eat a hundred gallons of ice cream, you won't put on a pound. I agree. Mm. And in theory, it sounds accurate. In practice, I say, really? <laughs> I've always had trouble with this theory. I've always had trouble with it. I've had none at all. I completely agree with it. Elaborate, because because I'm trying to pick a, pick a side of the fence. All right, I'll give my take. For me, it comes down to <laughs> that was a technical term, by the way. Yeah, I give my. So it comes down to ownership of the level of creative dominion that you have over your life, really. Um, and if you take creative dominion to the nth degree and start sitting on the edge of reality creation, like on the very edge of it, mm-hmm. then absolutely everything is the sum. It's every, absolutely everything in our experience is a result of our thoughts and beliefs. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely nothing, not a single thing in our experience that's not a result of our thoughts and beliefs. And if your belief is that you're going to die at 70 years old, and I'm not talking about your hunch or your mm, inkling or your, mm, I'm talking about belief, like that hard Mm -hmm. wired in the program thing, then you're going to pop your clogs at 70. If your belief is that you can eat as much ice cream and not put on a, a pound of weight, then that's going to be your reality. But people sit in this, oh, I create my reality with my thoughts, but they don't really believe it. They say mm. that they want to believe it, but they don't really believe it. And that's why they end up being a slave to their subconscious. In this particular instance, there is evidence that supports that people can eat all, all kinds of tripe and not put on a pound of weight. I know people that eat whatever they want. My friend mm. Julian, he works out in the gym. Don't get me wrong, but the, the kind of junk he eats, <laughs> the gym shouldn't compensate <laughs> for it. But he has the body of an Adonis. He has the body of an Adonis, but he eats all kinds of junky junk. Is it just his genes? Well, according to Bruce Lipton, only 2% of our genetic expressions is down to genes. The rest of it is down to thought and beliefs. 
And that's been scientifically demonstrated. And so as much as we won't like the idea of it, it still comes down to us and our beliefs. Every part of our experience, including how many pounds we put on at the looking of or ingesting of ice cream, it all Mm -hmm. comes down to thoughts and beliefs. Well, if that's the case, then I'm going to challenge you a little bit because you said earlier that uh, on the question of choosing when we die, well, it depends on how high your level of consciousness is. Mm -hmm. Does the same rule apply here? Everything can be accessed from a high level of consciousness because we're closer to source and further away from the illusion of separation from source and the illusion that we don't have dominion over our life. So how much, let, let's, let's, I'm trying to do a, a, a comparison thing here. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the amount of, of the, uh, the, what's the way I'm, I'm trying to say this, the, the rate of, of conscious vibration, maybe that's the best way to say it, is the okay. rate of vibration, uh, of vibration necessary in order to eat tons of junk and not put on weight an equivalent vibration level to the one where you decide when, when you're going to leave this plane of existence? I would say that the ice cream question is a matter of belief that exists here in physical manifestation. It, our, our reality is a manifestation of our beliefs in material form. And one of those beliefs may or may not be the amount of weight that we put on or don't, depending on our relationship to ice cream or any other food. The yeah. same way that two people will um, will have a, um, what's it, that someone will have a, a poisonous plant, but because they've got no concept of the point, the plant being poisonous, the placebo effect kicks in and they literally have no response to the poison. Whereas mm. one person will be told something. So I could tell someone this water's poisonous. And if their level of belief in my word is such that they'll take it as truth, they'll drink it and they'll die. This is what Dr. Joe talks about in, in the placebo. You are the placebo. So I'd say that's a different question in terms of levels of consciousness and beliefs. I put them on two different, two different tracks. However, if we step into high levels of consciousness, we have more dominion over our ability to change our beliefs because we're further away from where it's happening and higher up in the track. It's like when I talk about the flow funnel, our emotional state can, can dictate our, our, our thoughts and our thoughts can dictate our world. Emotional state is further and further away from the material plane, further and further away from this dense level of consciousness. And you start to move up and then you can move into superconscious and above when you start connecting to source and all that really groovy stuff. Um, so, if we want to change the belief, we can use, you don't necessarily need to jump into high levels of consciousness. There are mind hacks. There is stuff like um, theta brainwave access that you can use. You can be hypnotized into, into things. You can be given uh, deep impressions at an other than conscious level that shift the belief system and therefore shift your relationship to things. It's like people that have an addiction. They had a belief that they had to do something. Work was done to shift that belief and therefore they no longer were a slave to that impulse. Mm-hmm. The choice stepped up again. I, I have to say, you, you really ducked that question beautifully. I mean, that was, just, <laughs> that was so well done. Oh Did I duck the question? No, the closest you came to actually answering it was saying, well, it's on two different tracks. Okay, well, tell us about what makes those tracks so different, because from where I'm sitting, they seem pretty similar to me. So I, I agree. I have to co-sign. Did I, did I duck the question? <laughs> I, don't I, think think I, duck the I think you started to answer it and then went off on a dancing. I went a on tangent. a tangent. A tangent. It's a Daniel tangent. Yes. Okay. That leads the hashtag. That leads the hashtag. All right. Yes, definitely. Hold on. <laughs> Beliefs are here. Levels of consciousness are here. I don't know if the yellow box is on me, but beliefs are here. Levels of consciousness are here. So we've got one on the left, one on the right. Our belief systems can be 
shifted at any level of consciousness, depending on our attachment to them. If I have a belief system that's not that deeply ingrained, then I can access it beta and I can just make the choice to change it. If it's a bit more deeply ingrained, I have to drop into alpha in order to access enough of my mind to shift the programming around it. Maybe I need to go into beta or maybe I need to go into delta and do like deep, deep work. Or maybe I need to get beyond the mind and move into energy play and use spiritual work in order to, to clear that belief system. So that's the belief system thing for me. Mm-hmm. Changing the relationship to ice cream is about changing the belief. And that can be done at any level of consciousness, depending on your attachment to it. Is that less dangenistic? <laughs> Words are being invented by the minute here, folks. <laughs> is it less dangentistic? Is it, or is it, oh, has it been still been ducked? Uh, well, no, it wasn't. It's no longer dangential. It is more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't <today. laughs> Let, Let's just describe it as abstruse because that's a really good word that nobody knows. Abstruse. Okay. I love it. <laughs> Got you. Got you. Oh my! That's my word of the day. I really didn't think I ducked that. I thought I, I thought I'd hit it. No, you started to, and then you were like, and then you just forgot about ice cream. That's what happened. I forgot about ice cream. Yes. Yeah, so How about... could you forget about ice cream? I don't know, but I did. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Oh, that was a horrible. That was just. Accent. That was just. just... <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> Dangerously bad. Dangerously bad. Just as that was. Oh my God. I don't know about you, Alex. I think Dan has actually gotten the, the, the gig here and how the gig works because when yeah. the conversation, we aren't sure where to go with it, we go into humor and it works every time. <laughs> every time. Every time. Well, Jeffrey so, has a question. He has actually a few, and he's, he's raised some points too. Yes, which are he has. Pretty interesting points. You want, why don't you, you want to go through them? Yeah, sure. Uh, first, he said physical health, mental health. When we, I guess when we were deciding that the topic was health, he said physical health, mental health, emotional health, or spiritual health. I think the answer to that is yes. Yes, all of the above. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of the things. <laughs> uh, there is a great book, The Body Keeps the Score by Vessel Van Sir Kolk. Okay. All right. Thank you for I the reference. I've never heard of this book. Me neither. Mm. Oh, a book Dan's never heard of. Oh, uh, there are many books Dan hasn't heard of. I, I, I got schooled a couple of times over the past few days. It's been quite emotional. Mm. <laughs> emotional. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and is life about longevity or quality? I Why say not yes. both? <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. I believe why, why, I, why do we have to select between one or the other? I don't quite get that one. I don't, I don't feel like you do. I don't think so either. I don't, I don't think like one hinges on the other. Like, I don't feel like you have more quality of life because of the longevity and the other way around. Mm. And I really believe that longevity and um, quality are both dependent upon your mindset. Yeah. Facts. You know, what's your predominant belief system? What do you predominantly focus your attention on? Mm-hmm. Are you spending more time focusing on stuff that you like rather than on you don't, what you don't like? You're mm-hmm. going to get good results on both of those factors. Yes. I agree. And, I agree. By the way, I didn't answer my own question earlier, so I'm going to chime in and say, yeah, I believe Abraham Hicks is right. I think we do pick the time of our death. And I've seen enough evidence of it to support the belief, but I believe it regardless of the evidence. Ooh. Which, that's a big deal. I think we need some more of that then, Mr. Walt. You can't just waltz in and say, I agree. I, 
Like, I, I want I want more of it too, to be honest, because it's mm-hmm. a level of confidence I'm looking for in, in a wide range of of my beliefs. But that belief, as soon as I heard Abraham say that, I said, "Yeah, it just you resonated perfectly." Mm. You were in your knowing around it. Yeah, I really was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. and continue to be. Um, I experienced it with both of my parents. Um, I experienced yeah. it with virtually everyone I can think of in my family who died when I was somewhere nearby and was aware of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I don't know it from, from my perspective, it, it always seems like it totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, now is that with your experience being that when the person was ready to go, you knew they were ready to go. That's part of it. Yes. Um, but, did not, they, but did they pick that date and time and, and age? Is my I'm, question. I'm not sure exactly how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, because my suspicion is that just because they ask the conscious mind doesn't mean that they're re- by the conscious mind. I mean, like the, the beta wave mind, you know, the mind where yeah. we're, we're just alert and this is what we're, we're focusing our attention on as opposed to the rest of the mind that we ignore most of the time. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if we're looking at just that conscious mind, then you're going to get mixed results on it. But yeah. if you look at what's happening in the mind as total, yeah, I think it's really quite consistent. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one point that people would point to, or there are lots of examples of it, would be people who are like, well, like Joel Elston's son, TJ, who got killed mm-hmm. in a traffic accident at age 21, I think it was, or something yeah. around there. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know that I've ever asked Joel this question. I'm not sure what he would tell me as an answer, but my belief is that TJ was ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that would be tough for Joel or not. I, mm-hmm. I, I suspect it's something he wouldn't want to go into a great deal of detail about just because it still emotionally affects him very much that right. his son uh, passed in a, mm-hmm. at an age that most of us would consider to be very untimely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not something I ever want to pin somebody down on. Mm-hmm. But do I really believe? Yeah, I think I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember... I remember a time when I was growing up and my family knew this other family in, in the town that we grew up in. They were always kind of struggling to get by. They, uh, they, they had a number of different, uh, problems going on in the family that my mom was always, uh, privy to. So she always passed it along to us because we knew what was going on that way. Mm-hmm. And both the mom and the dad passed within a year of each other. Ooh. One through a traffic accident and the other one through heart disease or something. I can't remember exactly what it was. Broken heart syndrome? And, and it made, well, I can't rule that out, mm-hmm. but I would, I don't want to get into the, the details of what I knew just because they're, you know, they're personal to that family. Right, right, right. But I tell you, it made total sense to me when they passed. Mm-hmm. It was a shock. Now, this was, I was still in my teens. I still didn't know how all this stuff worked. I certainly knew nothing about law of attraction. I certainly mm-hmm. had, I, I had no belief in any kind of spirituality at that point. This was shortly after I had given up on Christianity. And at that point there was nothing else. So I was <laughs> agnostic, atheist, or, you know, yeah, wh- whatever you could get me on at that moment. But mm-hmm. uh, no, I mean, even at, even in that condition, it just, yes, it was a shock, but on the other hand, it made total sense. It just fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just fit. Mm-hmm. And 
I couldn't possibly have explained that. I still couldn't possibly explain that mm-hmm. other than using the terminology we use today that, well, you know, that's, that's what the, their conscious mind was focused on getting to, mm-hmm. you know, but I just, I, I felt that with every death that I can think of among people that I knew. It just, it, they all felt like they, that was where, when they were going to go. Yeah. It, I can't ever recall any death that I've experienced indirectly through friends, family, that kind of thing, where I didn't find that to be true. Mm-hmm. So that's why when I hear Abraham say that, I say, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like how, how else in. is it? <laughs> Sounds yeah. like you're tuned in, Mr. Walk, to be honest. On that one? Yeah. I think I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. I mean, a, a personal experience we've had when, um, you know, people have wanted healing for other people. Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes I just really don't feel that the person wants to be healed. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had that on a couple yeah. of occasions. And there's been times when it's people that I don't really know that well. And they're like, oh, you know, I want to put my this person, my this or my that up for healing, you know. Mm-hmm. They're on their deathbed and all this kind of stuff. And, and there's been times when I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm on. Let's go and do it. And there's been times I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't really feel that this one's that and i think that comes down to um sovereignty mm. and even like when william bankston i don't know if you've ever heard of william bankston's work a friend of mine put me onto his stuff it's really really good stuff like really really good stuff and when he talks about healing and healing for others and he says you know it's not really always the right thing to do and in fact he specifically says not to use his techniques for healing on someone mm. that you haven't got their express permission from Mm. I like that. Very good. Not even Ugh, not firm even, believer in that. Not even like you've got like, hey, so I can heal you. Want to be healed? Want to be healed? Want to get some healing? Want it? Want it? Want it? <laughs> like, no, it's like you know, generally that they desire the healing. Mm-hmm. And it's been happened. Um, I remember there was this one particular woman in in the Doctor Joe community that had cancer for as long as I've been in the community, and um, she was doing well for a very long time. And I don't remember the specifics. I think then she moved from homeopathic onto into going doing chemo and stuff don't quote me on the details but you know she passed but she seemed to be really at peace with 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 that and a lot of people oh my god and blah 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 and she was just mm-hmm. like yeah i've done this right i'm ready for the next one right you know? right and I, I think this comes back down to the dungeon earlier on levels of consciousness right and mm-hmm. the fact that i think sometimes we may not even be consciously aware of the source of our own desires in that respect. It could just come from somewhere else within us. It's like, yeah, I just don't really feel like fighting this one. It just doesn't feel like the battle for me. It just feels like I can let this one go and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And we could say that we, we're then being slave to a high level of consciousness. or we could say that we've been informed and we can make the choice about what to do with that. Mm-hmm. But it does come down to choice. And I think, yeah, well, like sometimes people just choose it. I'm all right with that. And sometimes it comes from a place that they might not even know where it's coming from. They might not even know. And at that point they witness an, an, an event and of the infinite possibilities available to them, they choose this person can pull that trigger. This car mm-hmm. can go, come that way. This, whatever, you know, I, I just, I'm just such a firm believer in our autonomy, in what we experience based on what we call in, in the moment, not always consciously, those seismic choices in terms of, right, this is going to be the end of this ride. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that that one's one that's ever from any level of consciousness taken lightly. Mm. 
I think you're probably right about that. I don't think it's ever taken lightly under any circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't want to do the whole program on death because I really want to get back to the health topic. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to ask one more question about death before we move on, and that is Abraham Hicks once again claiming that <laughs> when we that first of all they they don't like to call it death; they like to call it croaking because they want to be as disrespectful to it as possible. They want, wow. to, they, they want to take away the 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 huge amount of sting we applied to it in our anticipation of it. Um, and they say that when, when you die, you basically just get up and get off the stage. And that's that's pretty much all there is to it. Yeah. So my question is, do you agree? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, 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 I didn't have as much to think about or as much opinion on this until I saw Bruce Lipton in um, – I'm in Mexico City now, incidentally, here in Mexico City a couple uh-huh. of years ago. And he, he just described the whole thing so eloquently – I understand it, but I don't understand it. So it's internalized, but I, I don't feel a confidence in expressing the details of it. Mm-hmm. But the essence of it was that consciousness is a broadcast and our, our, our living experiences are TV sets that can be mm-hmm. changed now, but it doesn't change the broadcast. The broadcast is still going. It just so happens that one in one expression, it's in this TV screen, in this one, it's in HD, in this one, it's a 50 inch in this one it's a 23 inch in this one you're watching on a on, on a mobile phone it, the, the broadcast is eternal and i think that the broadcast we could even say is the um the direct expression of the universe made manifest through us in our our experience and that that's an eternal thing it's an eternal thing and that helped me a lot in understanding um mortality and coming to terms with it not just with myself but when people passed on and that doesn't mean that we ca- we callously shrug them off we mm-hmm. still hold the memories of them in our heart with gratitude yeah, but celebrate mm-hmm. their lives and recognize that okay that broadcast is finished you know it's time for that particular show to end mm-hmm. and time for the next one to start in a different tv set mm-hmm. and that's the way i look at it now okay okay, okay. you agreed with that alex i mean i i totally see his view and and it makes a lot more sense when you, of course, when you talk to me about TV, like I'm tuning in now. I got it now. All right. Broadcast. You had me. All right. I'm here. (laughs) But yeah, that sounds legit to me. Mm. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to ask you, but you already answered it before I was going to ask you um, what happens to the broadcast when the person transitions. It continues. It continues. So we could say that's life between lives until we step into another, physical form but then as everything's happening all at once that same broadcast is on multiple screens at any one time but different expressions of us are witnessing different expressions of those broadcasts at any point in time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then we're starting to get into real philosophical things about time and experience but that's my, <laughs> my thing but i'm at the extreme of that i'm like a i'm a firm proponent of proponent proponent I'm, I'm in firm agreement with with hologram theory that you know that consciousness is just there's infinite expressions of consciousness happening and it's all mm. happening here and now and based on our choice we witness at this from this point of consciousness we witness different points of that um at any point in linear time mm-hmm. i'm a oh. firm believer in the fact that the i don't know if you all saw the movie the truman show yes okay that's what I feel like my life is. Like every time I do something stupid, I'm like, oh, everybody just saw that, even though I'm alone in my home. And sometimes I'll be like, guys, if anybody's watching this, could somebody like give me a clue? Like, 
know. Slide into my DMs. Let me know I'm being watched so I can stop doing stupid things. Like, <laughs> but, but technically, we could say that's what's happening. We could say but that that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I feel. levels of consciousness are watching. Right. They're watching the Alex show. They're watching the Unicorn show. That's it's what an awesome show, BT Dubs. It's, mm-hmm. it's been an interesting ride. <laughs> and we could say that you are watching you from another level of consciousness mm-hmm. and having an observation experience. I like that. You know, I just, once you get to this thing of like everything's happening now. Yeah. And that anything outside of that is BS. And it's just a story that we've created in order to have an experience of a series of now sequentially, just so that we can grasp it at this level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. It just opens up this mind, this 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 mind blowing world of infinite possibilities and infinite potentials. The second that you really start to grasp that, the concept of lack and not having anything that you truly desire, which I believe is the soul expressing itself through thought and re- making a quest for you to manifest, mm-hmm. like, the poss- Im- impossible just becomes impossible for me once you start seeing everything is just happening here and now, mm. including watching yourself on a, on the unicorn show. <laughs> Jeffrey says I am in an escape room meaning Alex is in an escape room well, he, also, he also made a good comment earlier too in, in regard to what you were talking about Daniel about people having to uh, kind of be on board and you don't want to actually try to impose your will on somebody else and so forth mm-hmm. he says true story I tried to help someone stay out of jail recently and they just weren't interested in using my resources mm. interesting uh, example of that yeah so it, it just illustrates once more you, you it, yeah, the respect part is big. And uh, what was the word you used? You, um, it was like uh, self. Um, there was a word that described uh, the fact that each one of us is is dominion. Our own dominions, dominion. Yeah, I guess that's the yeah. word. Yeah. yeah, I've always had a problem with that. With that, um, asking not asking, but being being asked if you're okay with. Because my grandmother always did this, like. She didn't like the way I lived my life. I was just a normal teenager doing normal teenager things. Mm. And she was like, I'm putting you on my prayer list this year, this week. And I'm like, why? I'm not even doing anything. Like, you didn't get my permission. Like, you just out there putting my business into a church I don't go to. Like, that's <laughs> always bothered me. And then the one time you walk into the church and they're like, and then Alex, we're going to pray for her because she's got a social studies test this week. And what is even happening right now? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my business is all the way out there because my grandmother has nothing else to do. Well, just write a new script next time, dude. Uh, apparently. It's because... <laughs> I mean, I tried. She she came to me one time in our house and she said, uh, would, would you like to be, I don't, I don't know how, I'm not very religious, so I don't know what the technical terms are. But basically, she, she wanted me to be blessed in some sort of way. Not baptized or anything, but just blessed in some sort of way. And I said, no, thanks. I'm good walk out of the house, come back to the house after work. The pastor's there. And I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. And she's like, come into my room and hold my hand. And I'm like, what? Why? What's going on? Pineapples. Facts! Facts! Pineapples is code for I'm not ready. And so... (laughs) So I'm just standing there and then I realize, she goes, okay, we're bowing our heads. And I realize what's happening now. And I'm like, yeah, nah, nah, you ain't gonna get me this time. Sorry. <laughs> and I just walked out of the room and she felt so embarrassed and stupid, but you did that to yourself. Like yeah, I was, told you was, no. Yeah. No, I'm not cool with that. Well, there, there was a built-in assumption in what she said that never got acknowledged, it sounds like, which was that you weren't blessed. Right. Where I'm already here. I am blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
that's, I mean, that, that, that's definitely a, a major misconception when somebody mm-hmm. comes to that conclusion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No I wasn't blessed enough because I wasn't going to church with her. Mm. But this I, is beliefs. This is beliefs again though, right? Yeah. Right. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember my mom telling me she was so excited because, uh, Every once in a while, she would, uh, even though she knew what my beliefs were about Christianity, because I had rather bluntly left the church. <laughs> um, she, out, every yeah. once in a while, she would try to get me back, you know, in, in a nice way. Uh, and one time she said, <clears throat> you know, uh, I loved what uh, we talked about in our prayer group today. We talked about how, what's the best way to pray for somebody else? And we concluded the best way to do it is to pray for the best thing to happen to them. That's sweet. And, and on the surface, that sounded pretty good until I realized that there was, a there, was one, right there. there was one thing missing from it. What they really needed to say is pray for the best thing to happen from their perspective. Mm. Not from your perspective, from mm. their perspective. Mm. Yeah. But whenever True. we're sending thoughts to another, it's always through the lens of our beliefs and our narratives and our stories. So, right? yeah. mm-hmm. Well, it is ultimately. Yeah. Mm. The, the tricky part for a lot of people, I think, is where they try to make their beliefs be the solution for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's two pieces on that. And I think I've mentioned one of these before. Um, this, I think I told you the story when I did a workshop somewhere and someone was really trying to argue me about something. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's like, and, he, <laughs> and, he, and he was getting really upset because he thought I was being, <laughs> I was being you know, facetious. So I was like, mm-hmm. no, bro, you're right. Because there's evidence to support every theory, and if that's your belief system, then that's the lens through which you're experiencing reality. Just, therefore, yeah. you are right. Right. So me giving a, ver- a varying view, a different view, is not going to change your reality unless you're ready to accept it. If you're not ready right. to accept it, then it's not true for you. And if it's not true for you, it doesn't have any effect on your reality anyway. Your brain is literally going to melt down at the idea of you actually being in alignment with that. So mm. you are right. He's probably not used to hearing that a lot, so that's why he was getting so upset. Yeah. Maybe he just wanted to... <laughs> You know, maybe there was a crossover and we're talking about that earlier. I was talking to Olga about that earlier, actually, this whole crossover of our stories and how sometimes, and I had this with someone, someone's, um, uh, my victim story crossing over with somebody's drama story and just watching, and I just watched that and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm, no. Right. (laughs) I'm like, I've deleted this scene. I don't, I'm not, I'm not interested. Right. Um, or, Or somebody's victim story falling in line with my, thoughtlessness story i think mm. they call that reality tv don't they <laughs> it's like my friend my friend sent me a message she sent me a message about a month ago because she wanted to have a talk about something that she thought was going to upset me and i was like mm-hmm. yeah cool, we can talk with that i'm always ready to hear what you've got to say mm-hmm. and then uh i said i'd speak to her in a couple of days then i saw she went to china with her fiance so i was like okay i'll, I'll message her when she gets back from china then mm-hmm. she was in finland so i was like okay i'll message you when you get back from finland then I was busy, and then she's like, "Oh, Dad, I'm sorry that I upset you and all this and blah blah." blah. I was like, "No, bro, I was just waiting for you to finish traveling all over the world." But she literally spent a month because, through her lens of the facts, she was like, were, "He's mad at me." Yeah, she sent me a text. I said yes, but then I hadn't followed it up. The story but she was, didn't either. No, but but she hadn't done because there were two stories. There was my story of you know I didn't really put any attention to saying oh keeping up with it or whatever. Right. So I was being thoughtless. Mm. And then there was the whole, I tried to tell him something, but (laughs) it was going to upset him. So we didn't have the conversation. (laughs) And all that cleared it up was just like, thankfully our relationship was one, is one that she can say, Hey, if I upset you, let me know, bro. I'm like, dude, 
Not even. What is it even like that? <laughs> but it was cleared up. It was cleared up that way. And I've had that. I've had that um, many a time when our lens just becomes <laughs> this opportunity to create or recreate or, or keep playing out our stories. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway, that's a tangent. <laughs> Well, what you're touching on is actually a common situation. I mean, it's certainly the basis of, of most dramatic situations, including theater and movies and so forth, but it's also very descriptive of a lot of people's family lives and mm-hmm. friendship lives and so forth. I mean, you're, you're describing a very, very common thing. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're kind of touching on indirectly is, you know, we don't have to buy into it. No, we, we don't. Really, we really don't have to buy into any of it. Just like reality TV. Just like it. Yeah, I usually turn it off. (laughs) I usually turn it up. I'm like, Unless it's a unicorn show, then we watch it, then we watch it. (laughs) I do think it requires a level of awareness, right? And when I talk about like in Beyond Intention, listen, which is all about thinking, feeling, and being with a level of awareness allows you to witness what's happening Mm. and make a discerning choice as to whether you are creating an environment or allowing an environment that's conducive Mm. to creating your intention. And it's the same with... um, are you aware enough to know when you are playing into old stories or mm-hmm. on the opportunity to go into stories that don't serve you are resurfacing again? Mm-hmm. But it does demand a level of awareness, even down to the awareness. When we go back to, to, the, to the, the health question, do you even know what your beliefs are? Right. That's a great question. And I love the way you bring it back because it's exactly what I was thinking about earlier. Like, this is it. This is the thing right here where health is concerned, where, at least from my perspective. And that is, what are we thinking about our health? Do you want to know day, the hack? Day, day. Yes. I always want to know a hack. Here it is. If you want to know what your stories are, look at your results. Yeah. Where are you at 80% of the time? Yeah. Mm. What are you and, witnessing? What are your thoughts? But again, that requires a level of awareness. And if you apply that level of awareness, your environment will not lie to you as to what your belief systems, your stories, and your narratives are, because it's going to be what plays out. It's true, yeah. and I think the I real just, skill there I just is personally felt attacked right there. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, not, not, not that way. I'm like a social media way. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you know how you know how like you'll see a meme and then it'll be like, oh, I feel attacked. Like, like yeah. you're talking about me right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's really funny. Um, quick dangent. I, when I do like, so I've been doing on my Instagram every day, I've been doing a live about something I've learned that day. And it's helped, it's helped me with integrity to learning something every day and sharing it. And uh, I, when I'm sharing these things, I'm not preaching at people. I'm literally like what I've learned. This was, this was my learning for the day. And it's even like when, when I repost stuff, like I'm posting it because it's like almost like I'm anchoring in that, yeah, I need to make this known. Right. And someone actually thought I was taking digs at them. Oh. <laughs> with something. It's like. The, so the shoe fit, huh? <laughs> no, bro. I'm, I'm talking to, to me. I'm talking about <laughs> me and judgment because judgment has come up recently. Right. Like a gremlin that I didn't even recognize as being there. But since mm. uh, I was at Dr. Joe's event in January, I've realized how much of a judgy twat I can be sometimes. And so I've been putting <laughs> myself out on it. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. Yeah. I guess that's where that, that's where we have to kind of get into the mode of saying, "Well, enough of about you. Let's talk about me." <laughs> You're right, right. <laughs> well, what I was saying about feeling attacked is because, like, 
in one mindset, I like I tell myself every day, like we're gonna live to past a hundred. It's gonna be fine. The same sense, I'm constantly in the hospital or at the doctor's office. So it's like when you say, "Look at where you're at," I'm like, "Well, F and A, Cotton." If he ain't talking to me right now, he's definitely talking to me. (laughs) Well, the question becomes, Alex, is that what you want to experience? That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to take that one? It's up to you, really. (laughs) Are you enjoying? Are you enjoying what you're witnessing and pretending you're not creating? (laughs) Damn. Um, No. (laughs) That's not mine, by the way. I got it from someone, but I love to use it. Are you enjoying? I is my I had the same thought, but the wording I, I it was just so profoundly put. Are you enjoying what you're witnessing and pretending that you're not creating? Mm, I might have to steal that. And, steal it because I did. And, and there needs to be a follow up on that one because if you're if the answer is no, what mm. do you want to be thinking and feeling instead? Mm. What's the alternative that you would prefer? Mm. Because I think my problem that's is that's what I've noticed. We don't, we don't do that when we're in the, yeah. the, in the health situation where, Oh, my health isn't going. We don't get into the, the instant mindset of, well, I know where I want to be instead. Right. It's well, all about, we well, this, here's, here's what's going on with the health. I mean, I've got this going on. I've got that going on and I got that other thing going on. In fact, it's one thing after another that's going on. In fact, yeah. I can give you a list, an endless litany of things yeah. that are going yeah. on. That's and how, and how attached are you to, and how attached are you to the story that there are things going on? Yeah. Mm. Because that attachment is going to dictate what level of consciousness you need to step into in order to shift the narrative. Because mm-hmm. the deeper it's dug in, the deeper you're going to have to dig in. That's and true. that's yeah. the work that people often aren't prepared to do. If they can't say, uh, like watch a YouTube video every day for 30 days and the thing well, for three days nowadays, who bloody keeps up with them for 30 days? If they can't, yeah. if they I can't, can't even keep up a calendar for 30 days, <laughs> and they can't do it for three days or like a seven day or even like a five day challenge mm-hmm. and everything miraculously be changed, then they're not interested in it because they're not really interested in digging in and, and doing the work. So the question becomes, are you enjoying what you're witnessing and pretending you're not creating? And how attached are you to that script? Because guess what? Right here and now you can change it. Now you can mm-hmm. change it. Now you can change it. That's now right. You can change it. But you're gonna that change is dictated by who you are in the moment because that next moment that comes after this click is in di- direct response to who you are in this moment. Because mm-hmm. as the law of attraction says, we get more of what we are. But who we are can be changed right here, right mm. now. And you talked earlier about how if you want to know what it is you've been focusing on, look around you, and that's true. The thing is, we can actually become more granular about it in a sense. Mm-hmm. Because yes, everything that I've got around me is what I've been focusing on for the longest period of time. And it's, I can see how it's accumulated, but I can also see how within the last hour I was focusing on, focusing on something that it hadn't yet produced this massive result, but I could see it coming. I could mm-hmm. see it developing. I could, and I could feel it because I was not liking it or I was liking it or I was somewhere in between on it, mm-hmm. but I could feel it building. I can feel it. And that to me is the level of awareness we're really going for. Cause once we get to that and then start acting on it to either applaud what it is that we're focusing on or to say, no, I don't like that. Here's what I like instead. Mm-hmm. That's being a master. That's being mm-hmm. a master. In my that's opinion. mastery. Yeah. Life mastery. Yeah. And I can't say I'm totally there, but it's getting fun to yeah. practice it. But if it's getting fun to practice it, then I would argue that you are there. Mm. I, I, 
can't say that I'm honestly there just because there are too many times where I allow the default choice that I don't like to govern, but it's happening less and less. So I like the progress that I'm making, the progress. And that's, that's what I look yeah. for is the progress. I don't look for perfection, really. I look for, am I doing it. better than I did yesterday? Then you've made it, Walt. Own it. I want to celebrate you right now. All right. I want to celebrate Walt. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 that's what he desired. Life is perfection as we see it, I feel, is an illusion that we use to buy into to say that something isn't going to happen. Like mm. I say, God did not make things complicated, man did so that he could say it's impossible. <laughs> that's good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> was like, okay, you're on the road? Cool, celebrate. I can't celebrate just yet. Just as soon as I get to the destination, I'm going to celebrate. This is true, yes. And the crazy thing is that celebration, consistently done, will get you to that end result anyway. Because we can't get to the other side unless it's through the celebration of what we are right now. Right. One of the things that I'm finding, this is kind of deviating from health a little bit, but the same rule can apply to health as well. Um, I've been dealing with all of our listeners know I've been dealing for the last three months, three and a half months with programming issues. And what I'm working on right now today was basically trying to get myself into a better feeling place about what was going wrong, literally mm-hmm. about that, mm-hmm. doing a diametric flip, which is, that's like the hardest, um, pivot to do. I mean, when you're pivoting 180 degrees, that's a big pivot, pivot, mm-hmm. you know, 20 degrees, 30 degrees, anybody can handle that one. Mm-hmm. 180, that's where you're really on your game. <laughs> that's what <laughs> That's where the rubber meets the road. Mm. And I like trying to practice those. And I don't always succeed, but I am, once again, I'm improving. I'm I'm succeeding more and more and more and more. And I was doing it today. Today, I literally, I, I can't say I took the day off because I didn't. I took the day off in the sense that I went back to school on stuff that I already knew to relearn it so that I could stop making mistakes that I shouldn't have been making. Mm. Mm. Getting back to that groundwork. Yeah. Groundwork. That's right. Laying the foundation. That's it. And I I went through a course that they they said it's a 300 hour course. I did it in six. (laughs) 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 Because a lot of it I already knew. Right. But, you know, the fact is I need, I need to re kind of go through it again. Just kind of fill in some gas. Like, oh yeah, I wasn't really focused well on that. Here's how Mm -hmm. I can actually smooth that out in my understanding and so forth. And I know that even though I didn't actually get any work done on the project itself, I just set myself up for tomorrow and, and Thursday. Well, not so much tomorrow because it's going to be late, but Thursday and Friday being on my game and really getting stuff done on the project. Right. You know, hmm. same thing applies, I think, to health. Um, we've all had our stories about, you know, things that went wrong. We got sick, we got injured, whatever. And those of us who are conscious creators anyway can usually point to something where we got better in some way. We, we mm-hmm. healed ourselves in some way. Um, and the more that we focus on learning to do that, the more that we focus on learning to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the more often that we, yeah, it really does. Yeah. Mm. So it, again, it, it, boy, Abraham really is right. It just comes down to one thing. Do you like it or not? If you like it, focus on it. If you don't like it, stop focusing on it. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. that simple. Yep. And it's crazy how easy that is. <laughs> it's also crazy how hard it is. Yeah, it is easy, but it's the stories that we tell ourselves about being difficult that make it difficult. And it's our yeah. attachment to those stories about why it's difficult that make it difficult. <laughs> <laughs> no how kidding. many times can put you, you put difficult in a sentence? Uh, well, <laughs> three or four challenge, anyways. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm. Yeah. So, all right. Let's say I mean, we have already agreed that uh, we don't really want to try to help somebody, no matter what their issue is, unless they have asked for help in some way. Right. Yeah. So let's let's have a hypothetical um, subject. Okay. Sitting in front of us, an imaginary subject. With, and this may actually apply to some listeners. There may be actual listeners who will fit this mold, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but this person wants help. They want help in improving their health. Maybe they're dealing with a dire disease. Maybe they're dealing with something that's much more simple and, and easier to get over. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. What's our strategy? What do we teach them? I mean, we, we now have that opportunity, right? Okay. We actually have somebody's permission to help them get better. What do we do? What do we say? Hmm. Don't, don't all speak at once. Oh, I'm looking for a dungeon here. I'm waiting. <laughs> you say you're looking for a dungeon. You're waiting for a dungeon. <laughs> I am. <laughs> there, is, there is no dungeon here. I probably still wouldn't. Now that you have to elaborate on. I can't let you get away with that one. <laughs> I'm being mindful of the line and not dungeonting from it. Ah. <laughs> So, so, so my thing is that everything I experience is a vibrational match for where I'm at right now. Mm. So if someone comes into my experience asking for my assistance with healing, then I take that to be a guide, uh, to be an indication there's something within myself that needs to heal. So my focus is not on them. My focus on what part of me is showing up as them mm. as a sign for me to do some work on myself. It's the same like, here's the tangent. It's the same like when I do coaching and when I'm doing my, my coaching weekends or retreats or when I'm doing workshops or a friend even calls me and says, hey, I've got this challenge. Can you give me some help with it? I'm literally looking at how this represents, how this is, how this is a representation of a part of my hologram that's a glitch that doesn't serve me going forward or that doesn't represent what I want to experience. And I do inner work on it. And mm. then once, once you've identified the, the root or the source or whatever, and what, what is the work that you do at that point? Um, so first and foremost, I ask myself if that thing is what I want to experience. And if not, then I, I write an intention about that or I create an intention around it and get clear on the emotional state that I choose to be in. I then feel it. I then mentally rehearse it. And then I show up, I show up in my life as if that new intention is true and then it manifests and that's how I live my life. Okay. That's good. I like that. Okay, Alex. So you got to hear the tangent. Now, now it's your turn. (laughs) I would say on a, on a simpler level, I would come with as many resources as I could, but at the same time, knowing in the back of my mind that only that person can help themselves. So Mm -hmm. You can't really get frustrated or get, you know, out of sorts with them not taking your advice or, or what have you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to go down that path. Yeah. Like sometimes, like I tell people all the time, some people and some things you just need to let go. Mm. And I have to say, if, if I have that person hypothetically sitting in front of me, I usually wait for that person to ask me something. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't, even if they say, help me fix this. I don't just start preaching to them or volunteering. Well, do this, 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 and this. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. just because I know that 99 times out of a hundred, I'm going to miss anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, I, I had this egoic thing about having like this savior complex. I, I really had a really big rescue complex for a very long time. Whenever someone was telling me a situation, I wasn't just able to just empathize with them. It's like, okay, my autistic computer brain's like, what is the solution? What is the yeah, solution? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, sometimes, and what I've been learning, and this has been really great for me, is just 
I'm really sorry to hear that. What can mm. I do to support you as you're going through this? Mm-hmm. And I'll leave it at that. Wow. I haven't even gotten that far. It, it feels really weird at first, especially yeah. there's been times when I've known a solution that could serve mm-hmm. or I can see like my, my little computer brain goes, Oh, that's where the gaps are. And that's where the gaps are. Mm-hmm. But it's not always my freaking job. Right. Right. And so I just ask myself, okay, how does that feel hearing that? Do I feel good about it? No, I don't really feel good. Okay. How do I want to feel? I want to feel like this. And then the situation changes or the person falls away or whatever, but it's not my job. It's just a projection. If I'm trying to deal with the projection, mm-hmm. I'm dealing with the afterthought instead of the, the, the pre-thought. It's like um, Badim Zeland says in his work with um, reality trance surfing, our world is a mirror reflecting back to us who we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so often people are looking at the mirror, trying to change things in the mirror. They're drawing things on the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> right. Instead yeah. of just changing at the what's going on here. Yeah. And that's how I live my life. And so when I see something in the mirror, instead of trying to help the person by drawing on the mirror, I come back to the image that's reflecting in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And in that interim time, being human with a heart, I say, I'm really sorry to hear that. I step into my heart. I get into a genuine place of, 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 of love for them. And I simply say, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. How can I support you? And mm-hmm. I leave it at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just realized there is actually one thing I will volunteer. Mm-hmm. And even then I won't always volunteer it. But if I've been asked for help and it feels right, I'll volunteer my one favorite question. So what would you like instead? Mm-hmm. True. Beautiful. You do do that. You do do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wise words from Mr. Walt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm not sure how wise it is. Sometimes I feel like I'm intruding, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Sometimes but. it's just the simplest thing that, you know, yeah. resonates deeply with a lot of people. Well, it's now the first the- thing we overlook. I mean, most of us, when we get into a bad space, particularly with health, it's the first thing we overlook. What do I like mm-hmm. instead? What do I prefer mm-hmm. instead? We, mm-hmm. we, we treat it like it's assumed, but we never assume it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the non-assumed assumption. It is. That's exactly oh, I like that is. one. Yeah. 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 You know, everybody assumes that that's what we assume, but nobody can really state what it is. Mm. <laughs> I've, I've also introduced a filter now. Um, and that is, and it sounds a bit crappy, but it's true. Like I, I give a test to see if someone's ready to go a bit deeper in terms of exploring something. And this is part and parcel, even how I select the people that I work with. I'm very, very selective in who I work with on a one-to-one basis. Mm-hmm. And I'll give them, I'll, I'll either present them a book whether it's mine or another that supports where they're at or, you know, a podcast episode or, or something, some resource, Alex. Mm-hmm. And if they come back from them, like, and demonstrate, then maybe I will understand that the work of my image changing, not the mirror changing, but my image changing would be served by deeper relationship with this projection. Mm-hmm. And that's the only basis on which I work with people now. Um, it's exactly the same thing in terms of the friends I have in my life, you know, mm. friends, family, mm. loved ones, whoever it is. I, it may seem like I'm being like some hoop master. Here's a hoop. Here's a hoop. But it's <laughs> for me, it's, it's, it's an, it's a contract that I've created for me to know who I am supposed to be in relationship with. Oh, so co-signing on this this week. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> co-sign on Mama Cedar. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's great. <laughs> Hey, we're almost out of time. I want to make sure I get our promo announcements in. So, you know, this is what you get when you listen to the show. You get really in-depth stuff and, and a lot of fun stuff, a lot of stuff to laugh at. You, you do truly get your daily dose of happy. So most of you are subscribed. 
The few of you who are not yet subscribed, we want to encourage you to do so right now. Go to the homepage of our website, LOAToday.net. Right at the top of the page, you'll see instructions on how to subscribe. Daniel proved it can be done in one click. Sometimes it takes two, but, I mean, (laughs) we're talking clicks here, folks. This is easy. This is not difficult. And once you click, then you get everything for free. So get everything streaming right to your phone. And also you can check us out on YouTube because that's where we live stream. You can actually see Dan when he does his dance in the background or you can see. No, you caught me. They caught me last week. They caught me last week. I'm mute mute now. I'm mute now. (laughs) (laughs) This is me muted. So I guess I can't promise you will always see Daniel's dance, but if you tune in and you watch all the shows, you will occasionally see a little mistake <laughs> slip through. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll see Alex's headphones, your unicorn headphones, and you'll see all the rest of us too. Um, so Alex, I always turn it over to you because you explain the YouTube thing better. How do they subscribe on YouTube? Well, you go to YouTube and you search LOA Today podcast videos. And once you've done that, you will see our smiling faces. And down below our smiling faces is a red subscribe button. Hit that red subscribe button. Next to it is a little silver bell. Click that silver bell. Make sure you click all so you will always be notified when we're live. So there's Alex doing her Vanna White or Vanna Black or whatever (laughs) you want to call it. (laughs) I love the way you did the thing with the the hands and the face. That was really good. Yeah, that was good. I like it. I talk with my hands. I was raised Italian. What do you want me to do? Well, that's all right. You know, hey, it works for you. Keep it. That's good. So we're going to continue on Thursday with Daniel's book, Stepping Beyond Intention. We've done two parts. Last week, Alex, we were sad that you weren't there, but we did really in-depth. It was good. And I can hardly wait to see how it's going to go on Thursday. So, you know, you might want to, you know, get a hold of the book and and study up because it it was pretty in-depth stuff. All right. Or if you want an overview, also, I've just um, done three episodes on the Do It With Dan podcast, so about 10 minutes each, which give an Mm -hmm. overview of each of the four steps as well. All right. There we go. The last last one I'm going to put out on Thursday, the last in that series. Also, one final note uh, today. uh, Tomorrow's show is actually canceled. We're going to pick up again on Thursday. I have a conflict uh, that I have to deal with tomorrow, but Cindy Chavez and I will be back doing the Wednesday show in a week from now. So something else to look forward to. So thank you, guys. Appreciate all of your insights. Thank you to our podcast listeners as well. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.